Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. What is up, you guys? This is the official debut of Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. That's the name. I love it. I hope you do too. And it really reflects more what it is I'm trying to do with this show, which is show you not just how to publish a book, but how to do it in a way that can absolutely build and grow and launch your career. So a lot of the same material, just a different name. Don't abandon me. I've changed the name a lot, but I thought this was a good episode to talk about something that I am asked all the time. And it is, uh, should I hire a company to write and publish my book? Now you could say, wow, this is just an ad for her company. And it is not. Um, I am telling you this so that I can get really clear about what it is we do and what a lot of other companies do. There are, we are certainly not the only one out there, but I get so many questions about this that I thought I should really explain what this process is. So first things first, if you use a company like Legacy Launchpad, it is a paid service. We don't provide introductions to agents or help aspiring authors sell their books to traditional publishers. And we don't do one-off services. We don't just ghostwrite or just market. And I say this because even though this is spelled out on the site over and over, I, I get inquiries all the time for all of those things. So our core business is writing and launching books for seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. So, but what does that mean? What it means is when a client comes to us, I basically, I, I interview a client, they interview me, or one of my team members interviews them. We really try to figure out, is this person a good fit? Can we, can they earn back 10 times what they pay us? Do they have a back-end business? And if they don't and they can't, we make it so clear, you are making an investment that you will not earn back and only, only if you are totally fine with that will we take you on. And even when they say they are, we don't always. So I have a very small team for a very particular reason, which is that I find finding amazing writers very, very challenging. And I'm a complete snob when it comes to writing. Our writers are Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling authors, and they write for publications like the New York Times and Huffington Post. And so the partnership 
And the chemistry is so important. Like this is a person the client will be sharing their innermost feelings with, and it becomes quite intimate. So to be really clear, the client and the writer are not writing together. In the ideal scenario, the client never, ever puts proverbial pen to paper. The writer is essentially acting as the client's personal documentarian, capturing their philosophies, experiences, and thoughts into a compelling narrative. So oftentimes, clients will be concerned uh, in our initial conversation. They'll say, well, working with a ghostwriter means the book won't sound like me. And and, and I, I understand that why they might think that, but but what what the reality is is seasoned writers have been trained in different voices. You know, it's our core skill is being adaptable. When I was a freelance journalist, one day I'd be doing a story for Cosmo and the next day for Playboy and the next day for Vanity Fair. And each of these publications had completely different voices. And the editor assigning me a story knew it was my job to make the story fit that publication's voice. So the same goes for the client's voice. The book uses their turns of phrases, their expressions, and their jargon. So you might say, well, why shouldn't the client just write the damn book of him or herself? And to be clear, the client absolutely can and some absolutely do. We have a editing and publishing service for those people, but it's not our core business. And honestly, we only started offering it because so many people came to us wanting it. And I didn't, I really do want to help anybody no matter where they are in their publishing journey. But here's why it's not our core business. If someone doesn't spend every day, all day writing and hasn't been doing that for at least, say, a decade, they are not going to be able to write a book that's as good as someone who does. That's just a fact. Now, the best writers are the ones who do it for a living. And people will say to me, well, everyone tells me I'm a great writer. And if they, that's great. But if you don't do it for a living, the book is not going to read as professional, probably, without some serious editing, which is what we end up doing. So I can't tell you the number of clients who come to us with books they, they call finished and they believe are ready for publication. And they believe that because before finding us, they hired an editor often an editor who charged them a fortune and that editor told them the book was done. And the problem is like my cat Bernie could call himself an editor. I mean, not quite, but but you never find a cuter editor. But like you can't walk into a hospital and say, hey, I'm a doctor, unless you are a doctor, to which I say much respect. But anybody can say, hey, I'm an editor. And from what I'm seeing, many who are not qualified do say that. So the last thing one of these clients ever wants to hear after forking over tons of money to an editor is that the editor sucked or was lazy. And so we're often in the position of having to say that. And the thing is, we don't know what we don't know. And most people looking around for book editors don't even know that there are all sorts of editors out there. I did an entirely separate podcast about that. Um, but, But so the real issue is the space between what the client thinks of as finished and what we do. And like I said, I'm a snob. So but let's say we have a finished manuscript. Um, you know, that one of my writers did it. So the, the process then goes after getting feedback on the draft, the writer completes a second draft and then it goes through this insane editing process, a developmental edit, a copy edit, a proofread, another proofread once it's in laid out, layout. So because the truth is, no matter how many times a humans look at a book for errors, they are human and they will miss things, which is why we need multiple um, people looking at it. We also have somebody who listens to the book, has a software that reads the book out loud, because then 
you know, the things that eyes fill in, they'll catch. So we're simultaneously working on the client's cover. And um, the, it starts with a client filling out our cover questionnaire and giving examples of book covers they like. And we give them four different concepts and then dozens of each of those concepts. And to be clear, the cover is for the Kindle, it's just the front cover. For the paperback, it's front cover and a back cover, which will include a, a bio, uh, a description, oftentimes blurbs, the author photo. And then a hardcover will have an extra flap two flaps. So you can sometimes have a book excerpt or whatever it is. So those are three different cover designs. And if they do an audiobook, which some of our clients, we also offer that service, that's a fourth cover design. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. So this is, the, this is where there's a stopgap. The problem with book covers is it's a somewhat subjective choice. So people like certain fonts and colors, and then they ask their friends who also like certain fonts and colors. And then we've got a whole lot of opinions from people who don't necessarily understand that what people like and what they buy are different, and that it's not about personal taste. And I did another episode on what makes a good cover, so I'll link to that in the show notes. But this process can take months, and that's because we have this customer's always right philosophy. So when a client is, abs- they're the ones paying. So if they are absolutely insistent on having a certain cover that we know doesn't work as well, but they won't listen to us, there's nothing we can do. Um, you know, and, and look, there. I don't know about a lot. Don't try to get me to help you figure out your dinner tip, but I know about publishing. We know what we're doing. And I think that's really the thing is, I don't know if you've ever heard that story about Picasso. Some woman came up to him and, and in a cafe and said, oh my God, you're Picasso. Will you draw something? And he drew on a napkin this quick thing and he handed it to her and he said something like, that's $3,000. And she said, what are you talking about? That only took you a second. And he said, no, no, it took me a lifetime you know, you were just here for that second of it. And that's really what we are paying for is, you know, our 20 or collectively, you know, 30 years of experience in publishing. And so it kind of kills me. And the same as with titles, we, we put all our titles through a massive brainstorming operation, taking in the latest research about words, keywords, and, you know, the right combination of creativity. And it's, it's sort of half art, half science. And, um, you know, everybody kind of does go with our titles. They, they tend to like them. We know what we're doing. Also have an episode about titles. So, and, but here's, I think, where a company like ours really comes in handy. It's the small things that are actually big because really anybody could go and post a book on Amazon for free. But it's like, you know, you can just tell, you know, a book description, an amazing book description is the difference between having someone purchase your book or dismiss your book. It is so hard to get a potential reader to come to your Amazon page. Why would you not pull out every stop? So we do this crazy book description and author biomagic, where again, it's keywords, it's, um, you know, it's really maximizing uh, the, the creativity and the artistry, but also uh, you know, the reality that you need keywords if people are going to find your book. So um, 
and we learn things like you can have different descriptions. You can have one description on the back cover. You can have a different description on Amazon. We know Amazon prioritizes bullet points when it comes to searchability. So, you know, we incorporate information like that in. But and then, of course, the bestseller launch, which, you, you know, we guarantee a bestseller or you get that bestseller add-on back and we have um you know we have everything we have you know we can convert your talk your book into a ted talk and train you to deliver it we can do a vip premiere we can introduce you to hollywood we people you know producers and we can do websites and and guarantee placement in different publications and epks and all of that stuff so so yeah i mean you're really paying for the knowledge it's there's a world of difference between pitching yourself to podcasts because you have a book out and then effectively pitching yourself you so you actually get booked. Um, you you need people who are, if you want to do it right, you need people who know, like, they know the latest that you can do Amazon A plus content. They know that you can put your book in uh, 10 categories instead of the two Amazon requests. They know, you know, this is hot off the press that you can put uh, QR codes now on barcodes on your paperback. So, in the end, my feeling is if you're going to do something as major as a book, do it right. But here's the thing. I want to be 100% clear that I am not telling whoever is listening to hire us because we serve such a specific sort of client. There's way more about that on our website. We are not right for everyone or even most people. And there are literally dozens of other companies out there, if not more, that do this. And some of those companies are much, much bigger than us. So the reason there are so many companies out there that do this is really important. And that's because there is literally no better tool to grow your business. And the fact is we charge a lot for this service. And I think I said earlier, we, we don't want to take money from anyone we don't think can earn back at least 10 times what they pay us. So th there, there are except exceptions, but I talked about that a little bit. Um, now, you should not do a paid service if you don't have a business connected to your book unless you are 100% fine spending the money. And, you know, we have those people. But just be clear with yourself. You are setting yourself up for disappointment if you don't get very clear with the company about what they do and they don't they don't do. You know, we don't go and get you booked on the Today Show. We don't pitch you to Tim Ferriss's podcast, like all of these things. And it's interesting because people get so excited about their books that that they kind of hear what they want to hear and you go, well, we don't do that. And and so I, I think what it is, is you just, you just got to be really clear about why you are handing over your money and what results you're going to get from that. And then my God, surrender control. I've talked about this, but I've had miserable book launches and joyous ones. And the miserable ones have one thing in common, and that is that I didn't trust and I didn't allow it to just unfold. And I kept out of fear, sticking my grubby little hands in and, um, you know, and trying to control it and only making it worse. And, and I've seen it now from the other side. So that's it. Um, I, I hope you learned about my company and what we do. And um, I hope you like this new incarnation of the podcast. To get the show notes, just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash pay. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy 
where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please, don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company, Legacy Launchpad Publishing, is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.